Hey, good afternoon, friend. Um, Leanne Goff here, your transformational coach, the transformational coach. And if you know me, you know I am 100% about transformation. I love to see um, people transformed in their health, people transform their spirit, their mind, their heart, their finances, see their communities. And for me, even nations transform for the kingdom of God. So I actually love, love, love transformation. Um, a change, a touch is good, but boy, transformation is what sets us up to excel and um, to be everything God wants us to be to expand his kingdom here on earth. So uh, before we get started, I think you might know by now, and if you're a new guest to the Transformational Coach or your Transformational Coach podcast, um, I just released a new book. I'm so excited about it. It's just been out about three or four weeks, and it is called uh, Missionary and Millionaire, not Missionary to Millionaire. We can be missionaries and millionaires. We can be pastors that prosper. Uh, we can be women with wealth. We can be um, evangelists and entrepreneurs. And uh, the main title is right here, and that is Transforming Cultures as Priests and Kings. So we'll be talking about that throughout my podcast, uh, but I do want to know you you can get that on Amazon.com. I am being... Um, People are just giving me such incredible, incredible feedback of how their life is being um, impacted by this book and then how their mindsets are really being shifted right side up when it comes to kingdom wealth. I'm not talking about getting rich. I'm talking about kingdom wealth. So go to Amazon.com, Leanne Goff, Missionary and Millionaire. So, all right, guys, we're going to get into it today. And I'm super excited that you joined me and you're going to spend a few minutes with me here. But last episode, I talked about, you know, our identity is God's sons and daughters and how he delights in us. He is so well pleased with us. Doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. Look, I have two kids and six grandkids. And there have been times when I want to grab them by the back of the collar and shake them and go, oh, why did you do that? That was crazy. Don't run out in the street. You know, there's cars out there. You're going to get yourself killed. Um, <clears throat> and I could give you a lot of other examples, but I'll grab them by the back of the collar and I'm going to shake the dust off of them, but I'm not going to let them go. I love them. They're my sons. They're my daughters, my grandkids. I've got spiritual sons and daughters. I may shake the dust off of them and shake off like, what are you doing? But I will never let them go. I love them. I love them. And that's what God is with us. He may take us by the back of our collars and shake off the dust, shake off the things of the world, you know, and that looks different for all of us, how he's going to shake us. Uh, I have my own stories of how God has shaken me over the many years, uh, but you know, he's never going to let us go. We are his beloved sons and daughters who he loves. He delights in. He dances over with the apple of his eye. You know, he just, he's enthralled with us. Guys, he created it, created us in his image. And you know what? If you create something in your image, you don't want to throw it away. You don't push it away. You delight in that, that very, the essence of that very thing that you created. So that was my last podcast that we are his beloved sons and daughters and my own story. Go back and listen to it if you didn't get to hear it. But my own story of how I went from being a missionary woman of God you know, pastor, da, 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 da. And I stepped into my identity as a beloved daughter of God, his little girl, and it shifted, it transformed everything in my life. So following up from that, what I want to talk about this week is actually the testings we go through um, as sons and daughters. I'm not talking about temptations. The Bible says clearly in Hebrews that God will not tempt us, but he does test us. He will test us. And I've gone through many, many tests over the years. And you know what? Thankfully, some of those tests I didn't pass very well. I had to go back and retake the class, all right? <clears throat> but thankfully, there's ones I did pass. And guess what? 
Whenever you pass a test, hey, you go on to the next level. You get, you graduate, you get promoted to the next season in life. And, uh, but so many of us, we don't know how to manage those tests. I've actually gotten to a point in my life, in my young 67 years of life, that I can kind of recognize when I'm in a temptation um, scenario or testing. Again, when the enemy's coming, that pigeon's coming to try to tempt me. Um, by the way, a temptation breaks down our character. Testings will build up our character. Let me say that again. Temptation breaks down our character. Okay. Testings will build our character. And character is so important, important in our lives. So temptation breaks our character down. If we fall into the temptation, character builds our, uh, uh, testings build our character that we can be a greater witness for the kingdom of God and his love. So, you know, we can find a tremendous amount of stories in the Bible of incredible people that went through their own testings. We're just going to talk about a couple here today, and uh, you're going to go through testings. If you haven't already gone to, through one, well, wow, I need to, I want to shake your hand because uh, I've been through many. Um, if you haven't gone through a testing, you will go through a testing. Uh, they're either behind us, we're in the middle of them, or they are on their way. And again, testings are to build our character. And it's to prove, I don't mean prove in a, in a, in a striving way, but it's to basically proved to us who we are, like we're his sons and daughters. And so the first one I want to talk about today is actually Jesus. Like Jesus went through his own test. He went through the test of sonship, of not just sonship, but a mature son so that he could, it's called identity uh, for your destiny. Identity to destiny. You you allow God to form your identity as his beloved daughter, his beloved son, so that you can fulfill your destiny. God's not looking for pastors to fulfill their destiny, though we do that, our missionaries, our, you know, just Christians, our coaches, or whatever, God is actually raising up his sons and daughters in this season in their identity so that they can fulfill their destiny here on earth uh, for his kingdom. So here's Jesus. He's God's son. We know he's God's son. You know, he's a carpenter. He's an entrepreneur. He's got his own business, you know, going through life. And then uh, again, like I spoke my last podcast, he comes to that point where he is baptized in water by John the Baptist. He's baptized in the Holy Spirit, the dove, spirit of God comes on him. And then he receives a baptismal love. This is my beloved son who I am well pleased with. That's God screaming out of heaven. That's in the Passion Translation. That's how it, it says it, that God yelled out of heaven, my beloved son, you're my son. Like he wanted to make sure Jesus heard him and heard him well. And I mean, I, I, I there's got to be like this whole archive of like videos when we get to heaven, this whole room that just has like the, the dry bones in the valley and the, the, the parting of the Red Sea with Moses. And I believe one of those, that's one of the things I want to see is when God, Jesus was baptized and God yelled from heaven, this is my beloved son who I am so well pleased with. He hadn't done a miracle yet. Hadn't done a miracle yet. But God was like, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. And don't forget it because you're getting ready to go through a test. Do not forget who you are. I'm not worried right now about what you're called to do. Don't forget, let's get who you are first. Let's get that alignment in place first. Then we'll talk about assignment, all right? That's what I believe God was telling his son. And so here, Jesus is this, my beloved son, who I'm well pleased with. And then guess what? Bam, right after that, a test. It says the spirit of God led him to the wilderness and Jesus was tested. And it's like the, the enemy, I said this the last podcast, that the enemy came to Jesus and said, if you are the son of God, not the savior, Messiah, miracle worker, but the son of God, turn these stone into bread. And so Jesus thankfully passed the test. All right. 
He said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And the last thing I heard my dad say, I'm his beloved son, so back off, Satan. I know who I am. And you know what? Then, and he went from a son, and he he passed the test to go to a mature son. And do you know in Romans 8 what it says? That God, excuse me, that the whole earth is in travail, is into mourning, um, and travail, for the not just the manifest manifested sons of God, that word manifest in Romans 8 actually means the mature sons of God to be manifested, like the mature sons. God has a lot of sons and daughters, but he is looking for the mature sons and daughters. Those are the ones that will step in from their identity into their destiny to complete the assignment for the kingdom of God that each one of us has on our life. And so excuse me, I'm so sorry, a little choked up there. And so, you know, in order to receive our inheritance, and that is our destiny to fulfill our destiny, we have to know who we are and whose we are so we can do what we're called to do. And so Jesus passes the test. He goes from son to mature son. All right. So, and he, and God need to make sure that, that my, this is my son, no question, but I need to make sure, Jesus, you're mature and you're ready for the assignment because the assignment is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So you have to know who you are, not what you're called to do, but who you are, let that be your foundation. And then we'll start working on what, what I, I sent you to earth to do. And so if you think about it too, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the, J- Jesus went through many other tests as well, you know, even by Satan, Mark 11 says that the devil took Jesus to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms, okay? So there's a lot of kingdoms, but there's only one kingdom. And all those kingdoms fit within the ki- that one kingdom, and that's the kingdom of God. So he showed him all the kingdoms of the world, of the earth, and their glory. And Satan says to Jesus, all these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. That's what, that's, can you believe that? That's what Satan's telling. Hey, Jesus, they're all yours. Just fall down and worship me. And thankfully, you know, he didn't do it. He he, he didn't do it. Um, um, he, Jesus like, no way, back off Satan. I mean, thankfully, because he knew who he was. And that whole thing of like, Jesus, from God's perspective, Jesus, you have to know who you are because you're going to go through test after test after test after test. And if you don't know who you are and whose you are, you will not pass the test and you will not finish your assignment that I've given you here on earth. And, you know, can I just say this too, that God wants us so much to go from orphan to sonship, that we leave the orphan way of of thinking, we leave the orphan mannerisms so that we step into our identity as sons so that we can fulfill our destiny, okay? And do you know that, you know, on the cross, it talks about, you know, that Jesus took on our infirmities, our sickness and disease so that he could be healed, okay? He took on, you know... Um, he took on our sins so that we could, you know, be saved and live for eternity. But do you know, Jesus also took on our orphanship. <laughs> it's not really a ship, but anyway, he took on our, our orphan mentality, our orphan mannerisms, our orphan way of thinking. Um, he took that on and he became an orphan. Jesus became an orphan on the cross. He became disease, sickness. He became sin on the cross. He took it all to the cross so that we could be free. And he also took on being an orphan so that we could be sons and daughters. We could step into our identity as sons and daughters. You're like, oh, Leanne, come on. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Do you know that Jesus, in the whole time he walked this earth, he never called God, God. He never referred to God. Like he would say, my father who art in heaven. He didn't say, oh God, who art in heaven. Okay. Um, 
you know, he was very intimate with God. He always called him um, my father, the father. I only do what I see the father do. My father who art in heaven. Every look at it, everything he referred to God was always father, father until the cross, until the cross in Matthew 27, three, Jesus, as he is dying on the cross for the first time ever, while he was on this earth, he says this, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? And I believe at that moment, Jesus became an orphan so that we could step into our identity as sons and daughters. He exchanged the identity. Let me become an orphan so you can step back in what God originally created you to be. And that's his beloved sons and daughters. And Jesus also had to know what it was like to be without God. You know, how many orphans are out there and they don't know, they, they don't know who they are. They, they're, they're homeless. And I don't mean, you know, they may be living in an institution, but they're homeless because they don't have a father and a mother you know? And so Jesus took on our orphan so that we could become sons and daughters. Um, and then another thing that took place, another one that was uh, majorly tested uh, on his identity so they could fulfill his destiny is Elisha, not Elijah, but Elisha. And Elisha went through the test of sonship as well, mature sonship. So Elijah has a spiritual father and his name is Elijah. Okay. And so here, get the picture. Here's Elijah and he is out and he is plowing the fields. Um, he's got his 12 yoke of oxen, He's got his own business. He's out there working, this and that. And all of a sudden, the great prophet of the land, Elijah, comes to Elijah, throws his mantle on Elisha. I mean, what would you think, guys? I mean, you think about one of the most well-known ministers today, and you think if he called you tomorrow and said, hey, this is so-and-so, so-and-so, and you'd be like, are you kidding? How'd you get my number? Who is this really you? Like, Wow. Like you'd be calling afterwards, after that phone call, you'd be calling all your friends and your family go, guess who just called me? You know, you'd be making sure everybody knew it. And so that would be like what happened with Elisha when Elijah threw his mantle on Elisha. And so here, you know, uh, it was basically Elisha. Elijah was saying to Elisha, hey, I want to father you. I've got an assignment and here's my mantle. If you want it, I want you to um, be able to have it when I'm taken so that you will carry on the assignment. But Elijah, first he said, well, can I go tell my mom and dad goodbye and then burn up my 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 oxen, get rid of my business and everything? And and uh, Elijah says, do what you got to do. So Elisha tells his mom and dad goodbye, gives him a kiss. I, the prophet, I got to follow him. And then he burns up his business, gets rid of his business and goes all the way in. Um with Elijah. And so the first um, experience, the first test actually that Elijah has, Elisha has, is he follows Elijah to uh, Gilgal. Gilgal actually means circumcision. Okay. It means to cut away. So the first test for Elijah was, okay, Gilgal, you got to cut away everything that's of the flesh. Like you've got to get rid of anything that's going to hold you back, hold you down. You got to get rid of it. And you got to circumcise your heart. You got to circumcise your life. If you're going to follow me and you're going to take on the inheritance, you're going to fulfill the destiny but it's got to be from your identity. And so he passed that test of Gilgal. Well, then after that, if you read it, uh, there's a bunch of, there's like 50 prophets and the prophets are like, why are you following him? Telling Elijah, why are you following him? And Elijah's like, be quiet. He goes, don't, don't they, don't you know he's going to leave? And they're like, be quiet, be quiet. I'm following my dad. Now it doesn't say be quiet. I'm following my dad, but this is the impression you get through the four tests that Elijah goes through with Elijah. So he continues to, follow Elijah. So Gilgal's the first one, circumcision, cutting away the flesh, get anything rid of anything that's not of God. And then the next test he goes through is Jericho. You know, a lot of people like to camp out at Gilgal. Hey, I got saved. 
I'm saved and everything, but they just like, they got a ticket to heaven. You know, when I die, I'm going to go to heaven, but the rest of that, you know, I just going to live kind of like the way I want to live. I don't believe that that's, you know, correct. But anyway, that's the way a lot of people think. I, I, I said the sinner's prayer, you know, I go to church on Sundays and I'm good. All right. And now there's a lot of people that'll camp out there and they don't go any further. Well, not Elijah. Elijah goes, he follows his, his spiritual father to the next place. And that's to the place of Jericho. And so the next place of Jericho, um, means, um, breakthrough, you know, it's, here's the city. They shout, you know, it's bring down the walls. They march around, uh, what, 77 times. And on the seventh day, I don't know how many times they did it on the seventh day. They kept marching. Okay. And then, uh, guess what? They blew the shofars on the last day and boom, the walls come down and that's a place of breakthrough. Okay. Jericho is breakthrough. And so here, um, you know, Elijah had a huge breakthrough at, at Jericho with Elijah. He experienced another level of breakthrough. And, you know, it's an open heaven uh, is, is that place. Um, uh, it, well, Jericho is the, the breakthrough. Um, but before, and, and so he experiences that breakthrough. And again, the the prophets are saying, you know, oh, why are you sticking with him? Isn't he going to leave? And, and Elijah saying, hey, I'm following my spiritual father, you know, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. And, you know, but let me back up because the, the place that he had to go to before Jericho was Bethel, Bethel's open heaven. How many Christians like, Oh, I went to this conference. There was an open heaven. And they, that's where they stay. Not at the conference, but in open. Oh yeah, this was beautiful. Open heaven. You don't know what God did. Everything. Oh, and they're, they're satisfied with open heavens. Like we'll just have an open heaven. Um, but they stay there and they don't go any further. And then they don't get to experience the breakthrough. They have circumcision get saved, open heaven. Wow, this is so good. I got touched by God. Um, and then they stay there, but they don't go to the next place. And that's Jericho with the breakthrough. Um, and that breakthrough is like massive, 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 wow, breakthrough. Each step of the way, Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho, the uh, 50 prophets were telling Elisha, don't go with him. He's going to leave you. Why are you following him? And he's like, be quiet, be quiet. I'm going with my father. Because he knew, and see all this time, God was developing a mature son's heart in Elijah. That was the point of all of this. A mature son's heart in Elijah the whole time in order to receive the inheritance for the destiny. To continue on the assignment of his spiritual father, he had to go through these tests. Jesus went through them too. We all go through them. Um, so the breakthrough uh, is, is uh, Jericho. And then they come and they come to the last one, and it is um, the place of crossover, which is the, um, oh, what was that place that they um, they went to? They got to um, the Jordan. Okay, sorry. And they get to the Jordan River, and of course, the 50 prophets are there, and you can read all of this, okay? Go to your Bible and read about this, Elijah and Elijah. And so they get to um, uh, the Jordan River. What's the Jordan River? Crossover. We cross over from this place to the next one, this season to the next season, um, this triumph to the next one. I mean, it, uh, Jordan means crossover. And so here, Elijah, he takes his mantle, wraps it around his hand, hits the Jordan River. And what happens? Whoop, second time it parts. Okay, first time is the um, the Red Sea. Here's the second time uh, the Jordan River splits open. And it says that Elijah and Elijah walked through the Jordan on the dry ground to the other side. And they get to the other side, and the um, but the fifty prophets are still on the the other side from the Jordan River, where you know Elijah and Elisha left the fifty prophets on the other side. And it says that the prophets were watching this whole thing go on with Elijah and Elisha. So they uh, Elijah and Elisha cross over to the other side. And how many of you want to cross over? I I'm ready for a crossover. I'm ready to go from good to great. 
I, I don't want to settle just for my good health, good finances, you know, good ministry. You know, I, I want to go from good to great. I'm always looking to go from good to great. And so I don't want to get to December 2023 and God goes up. Oh, well, you still have good. Your 2022 was good. 2023 was was good. Uh, are you ready to go for great? No, I want 2023 to end it going. Oh, my gosh, this was a great year. It was such a great year. So anyway, here's Elijah and Elisha, and they're standing on the other side of the Jordan. And Elisha looks at Elijah and says, what do you want? And Elijah tells Elijah, he says, I want a double blessing. I want a double inheritance. And Elijah says this, if you see me when I leave, then it's yours. Okay, guys, listen to this. The first time Elijah goes to Elijah, he throws his mantle on Elisha while he's plowing the fields. Okay, throws it on his back. All right. But here we are, and they're standing on the other side of the Jordan, and Elisha says, I want a double portion. And Elisha says, if you see me when I go up, then it's yours. What happens next is that there's chariots, chariots of fire that come, and horses passes between, um, I don't know if they were on fire, but anyway, chariots and horses passes between Elijah and Elisha. And Elisha starts going up. Now, listen, guys, you may be listening to this podcast and go, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But all of a sudden, you know that there's a fire across the street. You're going to forget me and you're running a, to, to the front door or the window to see what's going on out there or whatever. You know, I mean, it's like you you totally forget about me. So this is kind of like what's going on with Elijah and Elisha. Like these, these horses and, and chariots are passing through the two of them. Goes between them. That's what the Bible says, between Elijah and Elisha. And then it took Elijah up to heaven. But it says that the mantle fell to the ground. Elijah's mantle fell to the ground. The first time Elisha gets the mantle, Elisha puts it on him. But the second time it falls to the ground. See, the first time is a blessing. I know my spiritual father, Lake, when I was his uh, PA, and PA and executive admin for several years, you know, it would be my birthday. He'd come to my desk and he'd throw some money on my desk, say, hey, go get you a nice I don't know, purse, pair of shoes, whatever, go get something nice. And I thought, oh, that's so sweet. What a blessing. Oh my gosh. That's how it was with Elijah and Elisha. He got the, the, the mantle put on him. He's like, oh, what a blessing. Wow. The prophet of the land put his mantle on me. His mantle touched me. Wow. You know, but this time the inheritance, we have to go for it, guys, as sons and daughters, we have to go for the inheritance. And when the mantle fell to the ground, then Elijah had to make the decision. Will I pick up the assignment, the destiny? as a son, or will I just let it lay there? Thankfully, he bends down. He went after the inheritance. He went after the assignment that his father was created to do and had not finished yet. And so what happens is here, Elijah picks up the mantle and then he goes back. He does exactly what he saw his father do. He goes back and here's these prophets the whole time watching on the other side. Okay. Next week, I'm going to be talking about what sons and daughters get to do that prophets and maidens and uh, elders and all these other people get to do that, that don't get to do that sons and daughters get to do. So stay tuned for next week's podcast. I'm going to be talking about that. So here are these prophets on the other side, watching this whole scenario. Can you imagine when they saw the chariots and the horses go between Elijah and Elisha? That's another video guys up in heaven. I'm sure there's a video room. We're going to be able to watch this stuff. And uh, of course I'm just kidding, but maybe not, who knows, you know, it's heaven. The streets of gold, pearly gates, and there's a video room for us to see all of this amazing stuff that happened in the Bible. Um, so anyway, 
So Elijah gets the mantle, picks it up off the ground. He takes the um, the inheritance. He takes the destiny. He knows he's a son. He's passed the test, the four tests. He's like he keeps his eyes on Elijah while the chariots and the and the horses pass through. He doesn't take his eyes off his spiritual father, and he keeps his eyes on them, on him. Bends down, picks up the mantle, wraps it around his hand, walks back to the Jordan, and starts doing what his father did. He hits the waters, and the waters part. And he walks across the Jordan. Can you imagine? I can't, I would love to, I, I want to see a picture of the expression on these prophets' faces. Okay, like, dude, you did it. Like, you stuck with him. You followed him all the way. You went through all the tests. And then you got the assignment. You got the inheritance. Yeah, now as a son, you get to fulfill the destiny. Wow, that to me just blows my mind. And then what did Elijah do, Elijah do next? He went to the place of his father's greatest victory, and that was to Mount Carmel, where Elijah had destroyed the 450 gods of Baal, you know, in like one instance, you know. Um, and so, guys, the point is we're all going to go through tests. Jesus went through them. You know, all of us go through. Elijah went through them. Samuel, went, I mean, all of us go through these tests. And it's alignment for the assignment. Our alignment is spiritual sons and daughters, okay? The assignment is releasing the kingdom of God to the nations, to our city, to our neighborhood, our community, our family, to our office, the schools, the government mountain, arts, entertainment, media, the the marketplace, releasing the kingdom of God everywhere we go. And how do we do that? We ultimately do it as sons and daughters that have passed the test, and then we can step in to our destiny. So guys, thank you for tuning in today. Hope this blessed you. I'm just declaring over you that you will know who you are and whose you are so that you can ultimately do what God has called you to do. And you can do it well, not as a a pastor, not as a missionary, not as a worship leader, not as evangelist, a prophet or apostle or whatever, you know, that you are going to do it as God's beloved son, God's beloved daughter. And I'm just declaring that over you, that you know who you are and whose you are so that you can do what you're called to do. And I tell you what, let me just say, kids have so much more fun than pastors, than evangelists, than prophets, missionaries. Yeah, I'm not saying they don't have fun in in some seasons, but you know what? Kids always are looking to have fun and they don't apologize for it. They do not apologize for having fun. Oh, mom, I'm so sorry I had fun today. No, no. God wants us to say, like when I go to Cuba, I'm getting ready. I was there in February. I'm getting ready to go back next month. And when I go to Cuba, like I have fun for the kingdom of God. Like we are seeing God move in extraordinary ways in the nation of Cuba. And I have fun for the kingdom of God. I don't go in like sourpuss missionary minister, like, oh, I got to do this. You know, no, no, no. I'm like, I tell my sons and daughters in Cuba, let's go have fun. We're going to minister, release the kingdom of God. Then now let's go to the beach. Okay, let's just hang out. Let's do life together. So anyway, guys, I just bless you with your um, your alignment for the assignment, with your identity for the destiny. And uh, again, if this podcast has blessed your heart, please, please share it with somebody else, a friend. Um, go in and rate it. Uh, give me a great rating um, on whatever platform you're watching this. And then again, my book, Missionary Millionaire, Transforming Cultures as Priests and Kings. Please go order it on Amazon. If you've already got it, you read it, or you're reading it, please do a review and then buy an extra copy or two and pass it on to someone that you know, it'll really impact and bless their, their lives. So, all right, guys, till next week, Leanne Goff, your transformational coach.